0: This is Method, Not Magic, the college admission and test preparation podcast. All right. Hi, everybody. I am Ryan Blodgett, senior tutor at Mark's Education, and I am talking today with Sarah Newport, senior tutor at Mark's Education, who is an expert on the AP U.S. History exam. So, Sarah, how about we start with a little bit about how and when to study? Um, Should students start with trying to take a baseline test before they really get into it?
1: Ryan, that's a good question. And I think the answer is that it depends how early you're starting starting your studying process. If you're starting early, and we recommend that you get started studying about eight to 10 weeks, ideally before the AP, then I would say do not start with a baseline. There's a good chance that you still haven't covered a lot of the material in your class. um, And- um, frankly, you might not remember um, when you're, when you're uh, reviewing in March what you started learning back in September. So I would say no if you're starting early. However, if you're starting, you're studying later in the year, perhaps you've waited until mid-April or the end of April. And therefore, you're going to have to really focus your efforts and figure out where do I need to put my time then a baseline could be really useful because you could see which areas you need to study most.
0: That makes sense. So do the baseline if, if you don't have time to study everything and don't if it's early when you haven't even covered all the material yet.
1: I think that's right, yes.
0: So what are some of the most useful tools that someone could use for studying for the AP? Should students just use their textbooks and their notes mainly, or are there other things that are good go-tos?
1: So certainly those are good places to start. I will say that I do not think students need to reread their textbook. I think sometimes students feel like they're going to need to reread their textbook um, to prepare. And I would say that's not a good use of your time. I would use any reading notes that you have taken as you've been doing the reading. Hopefully you've been doing the reading as you go through the, um, the school year. Uh, so t- to read your, um, use your reading notes because, again, what you've done with your reading notes is you've sort of distilled the important information. Um, from the textbook into your notes. I would use your class notes, again, because the teacher has often um, emphasized points that the college board feels is very important. Perhaps she's helped make some of the thematic connections that the college board is looking for. If, you, if you're a highlighter, and you feel that you're an effective highlighter, and you, so again, you've kind of, um, you've highlighted your textbook, I would say you could review the highlights from your textbook. I think the one thing, though, that I would point out is that you really want to, I want to emphasize that students should be studying actively. So at the same time that you're reviewing lots of content, you want to make sure that you're doing something with that content. So that might be that you're making timelines for different uh, periods. It might mean that you're thinking about, like, can I categorize social, economic, religious uh, changes or developments that happened during that period? Perhaps you can get a study buddy or a parent to quiz you on the information that you've reviewed so you're forced to recall it and actually state it out loud. It's a good test to see how well you know the content. Um, Perhaps you can turn the headings and subheadings of your textbook into questions and ask yourself those questions and make sure that you can respond to those questions. So I think the, the key is definitely you're reviewing all that content, but make sure you're not doing it just in a passive reading it over way. Make sure that you're actually doing something with it after you've reviewed it.
0: Do you think that active method of studying, is that mostly for people who are kind of already know the material pretty well and are going for those top scores? Or is that someone, something that, that everybody that's studying for the AP should be doing?
1: Absolutely everybody that is studying for the AP at any test should be doing, quite frankly, right? You're trying to gauge how well you know the material. And unless you're forcing yourself to recall the information and actually use it, you don't really know how well we all think we know it when we're just looking at our textbook or when we're looking at our notes and we say, yeah, yeah, yeah I've got that. But Until you're actually forced to, to write a short answer question or write an essay question, or even if just repeat it back to somebody that's quizzing you, you perhaps don't know you're, you know, you don't have a realistic gauge of how well you know the material.
0: Hmm. Well, speaking about doing doing questions and essay questions, how should students be using practice tests as part of their studying? Like, are there real tests from previous years students can use, and when should they be incorporating those into their study schedule?
1: Excellent question. So uh, the answer is yes. There are real um, uh, questions, real essay questions that students can use. Um, Those are all available on the College Board's website. You can access Uh, prior test questions. For the purpose of the AP US history, I would start with tests from 2015 um, going forward to 2015, 2016, because in 2015, the test changed to its current format. So yes, definitely go onto the College Board's website and practice short answer questions, practice document-based questions, practice um, long essay questions. Um, You don't necessarily need to write Lots of essays if you don't have tons of time, but you could practice doing important things like coming up with thesis statements for questions and even just creating an outline. Here's the outline that I would create to answer that particular question. Um, I would also um, emphasize that students should be really familiar with the rubric for the essay questions, both the document based question and the um, long essay question that the College Board uses. So they could also maybe practice thinking about. Well, how would I contextualize this question to make sure I get that contextualization point? What's some outside evidence that I might use for this particular question?
0: So would you say for this test, uh, at least for the essays, it's more important to write an essay to the format than it is to write like just a good essay?
1: I think it's very important to write an essay to the format. We have to remember that there's a specific rubric that the College Board is using when they read, or the the graders are using when they read these essays. You get seven possible points, and you want to make sure that you're checking off each of those points. So hopefully your good writing skills will come into play um, because you need to be able to make it easy for your reader to understand your argument by creating um, a clear outline. You know, a, a, a clear a clear format for your essay. But you certainly want to make sure that you're um, including all those points that that they require it, the outside evidence point, the contextualization point, um, a clear thesis, and the other points that they that they um, detail in the rubric.
0: And I'd imagine the graders must be reading just a ton of these. so anything you can do to make it easy for them to find those points in your essay, I, I bet that's helpful.
1: Absolutely. I, Ryan, that's that's very important to um, to emphasize. you you, you hit the um, the nail on the head, the, read, the readers are reading lots of these essays. So yes, make it as easy as possible for the reader to to see that you understand what you're supposed to be including in the essay.
0: Nice. So to change gears a little bit, I know I I like history myself. I think it's interesting, but I know a lot of people don't. And when I was in high school, I was not that into history. I thought it was pretty boring. For people that maybe aren't that into reading about history or maybe just learn differently, are there good um, videos people could use to help? learn the course material?
1: So again, good question. And the answer is yes. So you could use, hopefully you won't use videos as your entire way of studying, but certainly that might be a supplemental way um, to learn some of the content, particularly if you feel you got started late in studying or if there's material that your class isn't going to even get to before the AP. We all know that that sometimes happens. Uh, uh, Videos can be really useful. I particularly like the videos that are on the AP Gilder Lehrman website. Um, and we can make sure that we include some links to these websites on our webpage. Um, so I particularly like the Gilder Lehrman videos. The College Board also has put up review videos for each period. Remember, the College Board breaks down the content, the, the AP US history content, into nine periods. And for each period, they have a different review video. So those ones are useful as well in terms of reviewing the content, but they'll also help you review some of the skills that are required. Again, the skills that are required in writing the different essays and the different short answers. Uh, So those are the two series of videos that I think would be useful um, if you need sort of extra, um, extra resources to study.
0: Nice. Have you ever checked out the Crash Course series? Um, the, it's it's on YouTube. They have animations for it. Um, I think they have one for history that is, I don't know that it's tailored to the AP, but I remember the videos being very easy to watch and the length makes them kind of nicely digestible.
1: Yes, I've had students use those ones and I agree. Those are, those are good, um, g- also good review materials, especially for, I would say, especially for um, trying to get the content down, right. Trying to just review all the content. Um, you're still going to want to, just like we said before, you're still going to want to try and apply some of that content, um, in the essays and in the short answers. But yeah, certainly if you're just trying to get through that whole bulk of content, then use some of those resources like the crash course series that's
0: on YouTube. Hmm. So it, it sounds like the the videos that the college board are putting out could be a really good resource for people that need a lot of work, maybe students if they haven't had um, the most rigorous history class or they didn't really take good class notes or keep with the reading all year. Um, are there any other good review sources for students like that, that that maybe don't have good notes or highlighting in their textbook to rely on?
1: So you could always get one of the commercial review um, books, like a Princeton review book or a Barron's review, review book, for example, I quite like the Princeton review, it's a little bit more um, condensed than the others. Um, And then, uh, and and again, they'll break it down by period, usually. So you can just look at if there's a particular period that you feel that you're behind on, you could review the chapter that's relevant. Um, For our own clients, we also have um, great notes that we provide all our clients um, as a way just to, uh, we've basically distilled the the important information into our uh, notes um, and tried to, again, incorporate some of the themes that the College Board is really looking for.
0: Got it. So we've been talking so far mostly about how to study. Um, maybe let's shift a little bit into talking about what to study. So the U.S. has been around for a while. There's a lot of content. Is it true that students need to study the entire material from start of U.S. history to the end, or are there certain parts that are really a lot more important than others to focus on?
1: So the answer is that there are more important parts to focus on, although all all of the history will be tested. There's certainly some parts that are more, um, uh, more heavily weighted on the test. So um, periods three to seven are the most important ones. That's where the um, the the greatest the greater emphasis is on the exam. But it's possible when you're studying that you'll actually need to do a little more review of periods one and two because those were the earlier periods. Those are the periods that you reviewed or that you you know that you covered in class in September. Um, and therefore they're less fresh in your, in your mind. And then, as I said, sometimes classes don't get to the last periods, like periods eight and nine. So it's possible you're going to have to do a little self-study um, on your own. And that's where things like the, the crash course videos or the college board videos might be very useful if you don't quite get to that last period. Because again, all the content is, um, will be covered. The DBQ um will only cover periods 2 through 8. So, I would say if you were having to really um choose if if for some reason you just felt that you didn't hadn't started earlier enough, early enough to cover, you know, the whole periods 1 through 9, then really focus on like periods 3 through 7. Um, you know, if you were having to to target particular periods. The one other thing I would mention, Ryan, is that for the long essay question, you're usually going to have a choice of two questions that will cover different time periods. So again, um, if you've covered periods three through seven, then hopefully you'll get a a long essay question that would, you know, that that would um, fall into one of those periods.
0: Hmm. All right. So for, for the long essay, you have the choice. For the multiple choice, if there's a topic you don't know as well, you may miss a question. That's okay. What about for the DBQ, though? The, the DBQ, I understand you just get the one topic. Entire DBQ is just on that, and it counts a pretty good part of your exam score. So how should a student approach the DBQ if they do get a topic that they don't feel like they remember very well?
1: So you're absolutely right. There's only one DBQ, Um, so what should you do if you get a topic that you feel you don't understand very well? Well, use the documents. I would say that's the most important thing. Like the documents give you the dates, they give you the speaker. Um, they, you know, you can look at, um, there's often maps, there's often quotations, um, passages, um, uh, passages of text that you can look at. So I would just use the documents to jog your memory. Um, I, again, I would focus on like thinking about that rubric. What are the things I need to cover? What are the things I need to include in my essay to get those seven points, a strong thesis, contextualization, outside knowledge, Um, use the the documents to help you jog your memory and again, kind of hit those rubric points. I would say that that's probably the way I would approach a DBQ if I felt I didn't really know it very well. I, that certainly, I think you probably can write a better DBQ than you would think, um, because you've got so much information there. Probably the worst thing to do is to panic and say, oh, I don't know this topic. Just say to yourself, oh, I can write a good DBQ using this, the information they provided.
0: That's good to know. I, I imagine just knowing that so many of the points come from actually the documents and how you use the documents and only a little bit of it is outside knowledge. Um, that, that seems to suggest to me that you could still do a very good essay, even if you didn't know about the topic, even though, of course, you'd prefer knowing about it if possible.
1: Exactly, Ryan. Right. And I think that probably speaks to practicing some DBQs as part of your studying process. Again, we talked a lot about like, make, making sure that you know the content that will be tested. But there are these skills that are tested as well, the, the essay writing, the incorporating the evidence. And so I would say that in your um, study plan, you want to incorporate writing a DBQ or two, or as I said, at least doing an outline. Hopefully, you've been doing the DBQs in school as you go through the school year. But if for some reason, you feel that you, know, you haven't done as many as you'd like, or perhaps you just continue to need the practice, then make sure that you start earlier enough that you can get that practice with these things.
0: Got it. Practice makes perfect. That makes sense. Well, that all sounds good to me. Um, I think we covered everything we need to. So uh, thanks so much for talking with me, Sarah. Everybody at home, this has been uh, Sarah Newport and Ryan Blodgett on AP U.S. History. And uh, definitely reach out to either of us or any of the other tutors at Mark's if you have any questions about history.